Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Six Podcast. Will Brinson here, joined by Ryan Wilson and Brady Quinn. Unfortunately, under pretty somber circumstances, Tamar Hamlin, a uh, Bills defensive player, young man, is in critical condition in the hospital, and the Bills and Bengals game on Monday Night Football was suspended. So we're going to try and sort of work through the, this. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right, you know. I think, uh, I guess I'll start up first, but... I think for anyone who was watching last night, obviously an incredibly horrific moment. And uh, I don't care if you're a fan and you have never played the game uh, or if you're a player and a coach and you've been around it and you've seen, you know, guys fall down before and be taken off on stretchers and all of that. Uh, I can attest to this. I've, I've never seen anything like that where a player, uh, one, goes to the ground, gets back up and then collapses like that and then has to be literally re resuscitated, you know, has, has to have CPR performed on him for, for nine minutes. So um, obviously thoughts and prayers are with, um, you know, everyone involved. I mean, obviously not just Hamlin, but I think his family, obviously uh, the Bills organization, all the players involved, T Higgins too, you know, I'm sure he's, he's experiencing this different than everyone else uh, being a part of that play. So just thoughts and prayers with everyone out there. Yeah, no, those, those are, Important words, and it's tough, and it's tough for anyone, no doubt about it, but it becomes tougher for me personally when you, and you guys know this, when you have kids, and then your sort of perspective changes, and, you know, the reports that DeMar's mom was was in the stands, and, I mean, just the, I would imagine family members, and Brady, you can certainly attest to this, are nervous every time their, their son steps on a football field, because it can always be a, a serious injury, but no one could conceive of something like this, and it's just... It's hard to wrap your brain around, and when you become a parent, it's less about you and more about keeping your your people safe. And there's it's and when things are out of your control, it's it becomes incredibly difficult. And there are a lot of things that you can control, and there's some things that you can't control. And just the the chances of this happening feels like one in a trillion. And you feel uh you know you feel sadness for for Demar and his family and for his teammates and and, and Brady. Uh, you know, you've seen players have head injuries and get knocked out cold and teammates are incredibly upset by that. This was taken to another level and, and it happened quite quickly because to your point, you never see a player make a tackle, get up and then collapse. And then no one knows what's going on. Um, so well, I, I and, think and I would just say to, 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 the, the quickly thing, I think is really kind of it's not an interesting angle. It's just, we, we went to commercial break and, he, he, we didn't, no one was injured, right? Or like, or, he, or somebody had gone down to the ground of a quick injury break, right? And you come back and he's on a stretcher. And then there's three commercial breaks. And, and you see, I mean, I mean, like Josh Allen is a tough dude. And he's like, he looks like he, he looks like he has seen something that, that has shook, shaken him to his core. And multiple Bills players are crying. And Joe Buck doesn't even know how to, doesn't have a good angle about it because they're, they're trying to be respectful and keep the cameras away. And and so that, all that, Ryan, I think like the, the, the it, it was almost like it, it was watching it unfold. You almost didn't even like, it was hard to like fathom like what what exactly was going on. Well, and, and I think as a, a former player, you know, you become callous to a certain degree with a, a play like we saw this past week with Josh Sweat, which is also incredibly scary, right? I mean, there's a thought that, you know, when Josh Sweat goes down like that, everyone's sitting there for a moment just saying, I hope he can move his arms and his legs and his extremities. And then we all of a sudden start playing the game again. I mean, imagine what it feels like to be an Eagles defender who's probably made 
similar plays tackles before throughout their their football life and wondering like am I going to be the next guy that this happens to you know in an instance like this I, I mean no one's ever seen in most cases someone even be administered CPR and and for starters you know thank you and god bless all the medical professionals who were there all 20 people who were able to save his life but the reality is no no player no coach no one's prepared for that you know, seeing a guy who literally his heart stops on the field in a moment's notice like that, and then you've got to have someone run out, rush out in the field and resuscitate him. You know, I think anyone who's had maybe a grandparent or a parent who's had to be rushed off the hospital in an EMS and has witnessed something similar to that, you understand the sense of urgency that the EMS has when they get there, knowing that this is literally a life and death scenario. You know, we that talk about that as, as, you know, players, former players, but it never really truly comes to the forefront until something like this. And I think that's what makes it uh, so horrifying, so shocking for a lot of those players to try to process. And I know watching that, I was just thankful for the leadership of Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott to be able to, as leaders of men, say, we're not playing this game. Like, no one's in the right frame of mind. This is not the priority right now. I don't care what the NFL says. Five-minute warm-up or whatever else they were they, they had said. I mean, I'll start by saying this. Obviously, hadn't, having worked, you know, with guys like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and, and the folks at ESPN did a tremendous job covering this, they would not make the statement that there would be a five-minute warm-up and try to resume the game unless they were told that by someone within the NFL. Joe, Joe Buck didn't fly off the cuff on the five-minute thing. He Somebody told him five minutes and we're coming back. And then Troy Vincent later said that would be preposterous. I think it's probably just the built-in protocols and somebody, you know, like, like with the Josh Sweat thing, it's like, you know, five minutes and, and we're back up. I mean, right? It's got to be that. Well, to a degree. But I, I think this should make the NFL, Roger Goodell in particular, really go back and look at how they're handling these situations whether it's Josh Sweat or DeMar Hamlin in this case and what has transpired, because there does need to be a moment of, of reflection to understand, like, is this guy okay? I mean, again, we, I, I can tell you countless practices where a guy's torn his Achilles, torn his ACL, Riverside. Like in the next minute or two, you're just turning the drill around, going the opposite way, why this guy's career or season may be over. And like, there's nothing that you, you take into account, the fact that you've got a, a player, a friend who's going through, agony and going through an injury i mean just the entire process of how injuries are, are handled in the first place whether it's amongst teams or in the nfl by and large so i, I would hope the nfl would say if, if that was your protocol and you communicated that to any network whether it be espn or anyone else you'd go back and look through that again as far as how you want to handle it but again credit zach taylor and sean mcdermott because they they seem to take that leadership role and put the nfl in its place and say no no no, no. we're not playing this game this is the least of our priorities at this moment Brady, you said a couple things that I want to circle back to. You talked about uh, the medical professionals and what they did. I, I saw Mike Ryan, who is uh, an NFL trainer for, for 26 years, and I think he works for NBC now on Sunday Night Football. He said that the Bills medical staff was, was out there 25 seconds after DeMar went down. So they were out there immediately. And he said that athletic trainers, they constantly practice crucial emergency drills like this. So even though Roger Goodell and the higher-ups perhaps were unprepared for this, and on some level you can understand that, uh, it's good to know that the medical staff, they train for such situations. And to, to follow up on your other point, 
about you might have seen a family member or someone in, in, in an urgent situation. And someone mentioned this last night. And I think it's great advice, and, and I'm I'm taking them up on it. Google where to get a CPR class near you and take a CPR class near you because there are going to be situations where you're going to feel helpless. And if you're trained in such a situation, it could be at a restaurant, it could be at a family event, it could be wherever, you could save someone's life or someone could save your life. So that's that's something easy you can do to try to help out um, when you see something like, like this happen that, let's be honest, 99.99% of us were unprepared for. Uh, yeah, and you might be sorry. Might be sorry. You know, the, the, the 0.1% is the, 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 the folks who got on the field and did that. I, I, I know, Wilson, you and Brady, you probably did the same thing. When you, when you have children, you have to take a, you, know, you usually do a CPR class. Um, if, you know, my son actually turned nine today, but, um, I wouldn't know, I, I would not feel, I would not feel like super comfortable. You know, it's been nine years. You know, like I wouldn't, I'm not sure I would know exactly what to do. So I think you're right. Like, you know, find out where to get a CPR, update that and, and, and you know, hopefully help someone out. The, um, the, we don't, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't know, um, what the, the, I mean, we don't know what the medical status of Demar Hamlin is. That's one of the things that's been really tough about this as well. And obviously it's, you know, just for just from a coverage standpoint, like trying to talk about it and and and, and provide, you know, you know, provide information is that we don't we don't have any information. The 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 Cincinnati Hospital had a press conference scheduled for around midnight ish last night on two on Monday night. Um, they canceled that and said no further updates. And the uh, Demar Hamlin's family has not you know and that's perfectly fine, but they there haven't been an update. The NFL declined to give a medical update on his status uh, on their conference call around midnight. On, on on Tuesday, Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday, and so like that that that's made it difficult. It it, it see and it, it, I don't want to speculate on what caused it, but it does seem to. Um, there's a I think it's just I'm not sure of the exact um, terminology, but it, like the helmet hit of T Higgins to his chest. It's so it's seemed like sort of a like blunt force cardiac cardio trauma trauma and. And maybe like that's what he's dealing with, and that's what sparked the cardio incident. And that's why it is like a, you know, it is such a rare, freakish incident for that to happen, right, Brady? Like you don't see that very often on the field. No, you don't. Uh, you really don't. And and it, I think that played a role in it. You know, maybe this then calls into question uh, us better equipping our players with protection around vital organs like that. I mean, obviously we have rib protectors. We have. Um, shoulder pads that protect our, our shoulders for the most part and our chest to a degree, but they could probably do a better job. Um, and I think that's the, the hard thing for a lot of players in when you're, you know, the NFL really does a good job at trying to get you to wear the protective gear you're supposed to. Um, there's fines that are implemented and so forth. If you don't, and, and there, it's only in your best interest. Um, and I think there's a, you know, a, a certain style and a certain way players like to feel and the way they go out and play in the game. But this might even call into question the way we look at shoulder pads and how they're designed to maybe do a better job of protecting the chest. Um, maybe even potentially an undergarment um, that, that does that as well. Uh, if you don't like having that on your shoulder pads, whatever the case may be, I really feel like, you know, from all angles of this, whether it's from equipment, uh, you know, medical staff, uh, you know, from, from, I guess the way the NFL on a, from a PR standpoint and the teams have handled this, I, I think it's going to make you question everything. You know, even Ryan bringing up a great point and saying, I, that was one of my first thoughts too. When I woke up this morning, he's like, man, could I administer CPR to any of my kids? Or like, I've got to coach my daughter's soccer team tomorrow night. Can I, can I administer if something would have happened in that moment? Um, I don't have my certification I have in the past, but obviously that's expired. So uh, I think it makes you not second guess, but you know, really want to reevaluate how you're prepared for anything like this moving forward. 
Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, that again, like that is just sort of the hard part of like, you know, we can't, like, we don't, I, you don't want you don't want to speculate on whatever the medical situation is because we just don't know and we haven't got any updates. Um, and th- we're recording this as of uh, Tuesday around one thirty p.m. Um, Hamlin, it, 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 that is, there's never done a silver lining at all, but I mean, like, th- th- it is incredible to see what's happened with uh, you know his charity. He has a GoFundMe set up where he's uh, was wanted to try to raise twenty five hundred dollars for a, for a toy drive. Um, as of last check. It was over $4 million. It's at $4.3 million right now, which is just I- incredible to see. And I mean, like you, you look at these, it's like $15,000 donations. Uh, it, it, I don't I don't know if you can verify anybody on GoFundMe, but Andy Dalton is listed on there as like a $3,000 donation. Chris McCaffrey was listed on there. There's the, the flood of, and they, they've actually changed the, the picture to um, a, a, recently a picture of, uh, of, of DeMar. And, um, you know, they, they're going to use it to help the community, help the Buffalo, you know, help, 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 help his charities. Um, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of remarkable to see how that, how that sort of occurred in, in the way it like in the, in the, like the re- real time as this was all happening. Yeah. I mean, the silver lining of that is, is fantastic to see that sort of support. I, you know, beyond that though, I, I think the biggest thing right now is just hopefully that he, he's able to come out from this and, and be okay. I mean, clearly still in critical condition and, you know, not knowing what caused it, not knowing what, um, you know, his future looks like, um, just, you know, walking around as, as a normal human, let alone the game of football. So uh, as great as all that stuff is, you know, until, you know, we hear that he's okay and he's going to be okay moving forward, it, it's it's tough. I mean, all that stuff's awesome, but it's just still, I, I have such a heavy heart and, um, you know, I, it was uh, just going back to the whole NFL and even contemplating how long it took them to actually cancel the game or postpone the game, I think is the proper term they used. Uh, I talked about this early on radio, but you know, we, we were, I was a part of a team that had a tragic event the day before a game. And I remember thinking back to that day last night and just how about nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been nine years ago um, or 2012. So I guess maybe, yeah. It was, it was 2013. Cause I, I remember I was, it, when it, happened. I, was it? it was December, yeah. 2012. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, but it's all right. Stay, typical will. No, I just remember. Yeah. I I remember being in the house. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I remember where I was. Um, but just you know, experiencing that, driving in that day, uh, finding out what had taken place, what had transpired, and being in shock, and seeing other players who were also in shock were hysterical. You know, for losing a friend, a teammate, guy you felt like was a brother. Um, and there, there was no question of whether or not we were going to play that game the next day. And thinking back on that moment and how insignificant that game felt, how what had transpired, how he had a, a daughter that was now without its mom and its dad, it weighed so heavily, not only just the next day, but the rest of that season. And, and I hope as we've pushed as a society to do a better job of acknowledging mental health, that was something that I remember that following year when I saw with the Seahawks in the offseason. They had a, a sports psychologist named Michael Gervais, who's, who's still there, does a tremendous job. And as we started like our kind of initial conversation getting into it, like it kind of came up and just asking like about my ha- history, my past. And I was in such a bad place after that season because of what had transpired that I didn't realize I was still kind of carrying that burden with me. And a lot of the things that kind of were going through my mind of, you know, what could you have done differently to prevent it? 
You know, I, I, you know, in those situations where I'm watching that particular play, you know, I think some of his teammates might be wondering, Hey, maybe I could have seen something sooner. You know, what did I miss? You know, what, what did I not catch? Maybe there was a play before something that, that caused this or attributed to it. That's kind of where my mind always, you know, went to when I, you know, thought about a tragic event is what could I have done differently to change the outcome? Um, and so I, I just, I remember thinking though, how, you know, that the NFL just moved on and, and we go play that game. And uh, I'm not sure anyone was in the right state of mind on our coaching staff, on our team to play that game, let alone probably the rest of the season. And uh, obviously it was a tough season as it was already. And that's, it wasn't like that made things any easier. A uh, couple things. It's funny that you mentioned the, the the players wondering what they could have done because a few weeks ago, Nelson Aguilar for the Patriots was waving frantically when Devontae Parker had a concussion and wondering where the people whose job it was supposed to be to watch the concussions, where they were. But that speaks to your point about the brotherhood. We've heard you, we've heard BMAC, we've heard Ryan Harris, your former teammate, Leger Dujabal, all on, on, on CBS, talk about the brotherhood aspect of it. And I think one of the important takeaways for people is, is that this is – a gladiator sport for fans, right? They, they don't think that football players are humans because that's not how they look at them. And, and I think this has brought some humanity to that. And, and you also mentioned, uh, you know, your time with the Chiefs. And, and actually, that was one of the first things I thought about. And I actually, I, I looked up because I remember I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it today, but I, I watched it a, a few years ago. The, the, the speech you gave the next day as a 28-year-old was, was insane in, in that it was so on point and it just reminds you that people, young people are smart and, and thoughtful and, and, and passionate and, and they're not just, you know, as an old person, you look down and say, OK, are we going to be OK with this next generation? And, and you felt OK when, when the words that you spoke and you can you can Google if you want to read them, because if I read them here, I'd probably break down. But it, it's it just speaks to, um, you know, the leadership that you provided and you weren't asked to that. You were thrust in that role and people needed to hear that at that moment. And part of me just sort of armchair and it, it probably that was part of the burden that you carried also going forward. Um, that sort of thing. And I think you're exactly right, Brady, about the mental health aspect of this. And I give a lot of credit to players recently who have spoken out about it. Dak Prescott spoken out about it. Marshawn Lynch has spoken out about it. And that's something that when I was growing up and playing sports in the nineties that you didn't bring up, it, there was no way you, you weren't tough or, or, or whatever the, the, you know, the accusation was going to be, man, let me tell you, there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with, as Marshawn likes to say, get it, get in your mentals right because it it can burden you and it can burden you to such a degree that you can't function. And it could be something interior. It could be something exterior, like a, a, a teammate getting hurt, a uh, family member dying. And those are things you, there's no shame in it. And if anyone says there, there's shame in it, you, you have to push through it and, and find a way because at the end of the day, it, it's the mental part of it is it's a huge component and you just don't know how something like this can affect you. And the idea of playing a football game sounds absolutely ludicrous at this point, well, given what, what people ha have gone through. The NFL, um, actually, we just got, not, not to bring the news into it, but we got a the tweet from the Buffalo Bills. DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit, remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we received thus far. That's the only update on, on him. Um, uh, Tom Palacero tweeted that uh, after speaking with both teams and the NFLPA leadership, uh, Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills Bengals game Bills Bingles game will not be resumed this week. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. Um, I don't know how that would work. It's an it, but um, there that's that that's it for the, it, it won't be played this week. They won't try and force it on Wednesday. 
Um, so won't try and play. There's no Thursday night football. They won't try and play it on Thursday and force them to play a short week. And I think you know to to what you guys just said about the ability of a you know asking a player to you're asking a team to go back out there with with so much with you know one of your brothers and like in the hospital and unknown about what what will happen moving forward is like I, I mean kudos to the NFL for doing the right thing that you don't see them do very often Brady and, and as you as you noted they, they maybe didn't do um, ten years ago. No, again, like I said, it eventually came to the right decision last night. You know, whether or not social media and the outcry from a lot of of players and fans and folks, um, you know, pressured them into that, whatever the case may be, they eventually came to the right decision. And this is another right decision. Look, we went through a year in COVID where we figured out how to play games not on your typical schedule. They can figure this out. You know, it's the NFL. The TV networks can figure this out. Um, You know, I think the only – maybe shining light through all of this. And again, hoping that DeMar Hamlin comes out of everything just fine is, is that maybe this causes us to pause and reflect and start to like really go back and find out what our true priorities are and how we handle these sorts of situations moving forward. And, and again, just p- piggybacking off of Ryan, like mental health in particular and t- continuing to have that conversation. Uh, Cause I guess I think there's look, whether it's the NFL PA and the way they prepare players for post-career uh, or just, you know, guys and, and how they kind of see themselves as that warrior. You know, it's 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 a really, really hard thing to mentally get in the the, the headspace you need to to go play in an NFL game. I, I was reminded of that calling game this past Sunday, just going down the sidelines, walking around, and I, I jokingly made a comment during the game as I watched J.J. Watt warm up for the second last time in, in his career. And I was like, God, man, I don't miss that, you know? Like, I, I loved playing. I loved everything about it. You know, for since I was a little kid, throwing a football, seeing a spiral, like something about that to me was like mystified. I just, I loved, I loved seeing it just spiral through the air and hit the intended target. And, and then you see a guy like that who's trying to do the best he can to prevent you from doing that. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot, what, I forgot what this was like. And, um, you know, it, it, it made me, as I was walking up to the booth go, yeah, I forgot I, you had to kind of hit a switch and like you had to look at yourself differently and think of yourself differently, whether you were in actuality that player or not, uh, that tough or not, you sure had to think you were, you sure had to think you were that good or that tough. Um, and so, it, you know, it's that sort of mentality that some players have a really hard time being able to switch it off or when they, they come to an injury or a circumstance where they're not okay out there. They try to fight through it because that's what they're taught to do. And meanwhile, it could end up impacting their long-term livelihood and ability to enjoy life. So um, these are always moments where, again, I, I feel like hopefully everything uh, works out with DeMar Hamblin and he'll, he'll be just fine from all of this. But hopefully it, it does also cause us to pause and kind of reflect on how we handle these circumstances. The uh, NFL also added in their statement that was just released that the – League has not made any changes to the week 18 regular season schedule. We will continue to provide, meaning as in they currently have not changed anything. Um, do you, is, is that, that's the, that's the thing too, is like, I mean, I, I get, don't go back out there the next day or like, you know, whatever, but like, is, is, I mean, is it, is it, is, is that, I mean, was week 18 enough of a buffer? Is that, is, is that, and there's probably, maybe it's not. I mean, and it maybe depends on what happens. This, this will be something that they never forget. You know, I I didn't I wasn't obviously there to witness what happened with Javon Belcher that day. Um, there were people who were. One of our colleagues, Scott Pioli, was. 
uh, one of my former head coaches that I absolutely love to this day, Romeo Cornell, was. Um, I can only imagine uh, how that could keep them up or impact them. Oh, yeah. um, now, I, I, I went to the funeral. You know, I, I got to see him after the fact. You know, it wasn't a closed casket. And that will be forever etched in my mind as far as seeing him and what that looked like and understanding what exactly transpired and took place and putting those pieces together. And I think that's that was one of the hardest things to be able to move forward, move past. It's it's something that, you know, to this day, uh, I'm probably too responsive to people uh, more so than I should be. I probably should be more patient, more thoughtful when people reach out and I respond because of that event and thinking that I wish I could have done something or seen something before that with Javon to help him. So that event never took place in the first case. I, I was literally lined up across from every day in stretch lines. And from all accounts, like I didn't think he was battling something internally. And, you know, so I, I've always now since then kind of had that hardwired in my mind. Like you never know when someone might need something from you. And, and those words might be the difference in them making a decision of them going over the edge and something catastrophic happens. Um, so these, these young men, these coaches, none of them were ever get past this. I mean, this will be something that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And I think that's the toughest part is how you go about managing then those emotions, uh, those feelings moving forward through an NFL season that we, we all know the reality is the NFL will continue to move on. And um, that's, you know, a lot of people probably feel like it's hard to listen to those words, but that's the reality. Um, I learned that as a broadcaster one time when, my play-by-play partner was late coming down. And I was like, what would happen if something happened to him? And they're like, oh, they just grabbed someone else before the game. And I thought to myself, I mean, uh, how would that work? Like, I, I, how would, like, I'm not, my emotions, feelings aren't taken into account if we just lost someone, you know, and, and I've got to work with just do the game and work with someone else. Um, so, I, again, I just kind of going back to the initial point, I, I hope, people are able to kind of pause and reflect on this because this is something that you'll, you'll, they'll never forget, you know, and, and I don't know how that'll change things moving forward. I mean, obviously the NFL schedule has a week to work with. There is no pro bowl. There's two weeks before the super bowl. If they really wanted to, they could bump they things back. back for yeah. sure. Um, and then in, in the, you know, the reality of the situation is that the bills Bengals game on Monday night was one of the biggest games of the season. And it had massive implications for, um, for the playoffs and for seeding in the AFC in particular, and, and then the AFC North division. Um, and, and I only bring that up because if the bill, like the outcome of that game will probably determine who gets the one seed. And if you're a bills player, if you're a bills coach, if you're a, you know, not only, not only is it beneficial from a competitive standpoint to have that week off, I, I think from a mental standpoint, it would be pretty substantial to get a week off before the playoffs to, to, to pause and to, you know, to get a mental break, to get your mentals right. As Wilson said, additionally, if, you know, if they decided that the game is a tie and just the game's over and the, the NFL has to decide at some point, because if the chiefs win on Saturday, the game, if the game's a tie, the chiefs win on Saturday, then the bills could just rest their, rest their guys in week 18 or forfeit the game and say, we, you know, we're just going to, we're just going to go and play in the playoffs. And so I think and, and for, for mental reasons. And um, so that aspect of it is like, it's, it's, I'm not comfortable talking about it, but it is, it is a part of the equation that the league has to deal with because it is, it moves forward. Like the, the, you know, the NFL is going to play week 18 and it is, you know, unfortunately it's not far around the corner. No, you're right. I mean, it's the conversations that are happening in the league office. It's the conversations that, you know, Sean McDermott's having, Zach Taylor's having, you know, with, with their coaching staff, their front office, their organization right now, 
Um, that, that's the reality of it uh, is, is they understand that even in all of this, um, there still will have to be a season that comes to a conclusion for the regular season and, and the playoffs will ensue. And, you know, they're going to have to kind of figure out a way to work through this and, and get beyond this. So, um, you know, th- those obviously everything's still up in the air. You know, they've, the NFL has the flexibility to do what they need to do. Um, you know, I, I don't know that you need to find a way of making this game work in some way and manipulating the schedule. Uh, I think what you talked about is whether or not you just give them both a, a tie or you start to base things off winning percentage, however you go about doing it, whatever the case may be for seating purposes, like that just seems like pretty trivial to talk about right now, but um, the NFL will find a way of, of figuring this out. Yeah. I mean, it, I, again, I, I, it's not some, it's not the thing that matters the most at all. Um, and I would guess that the Bills players would even be like, you know what, we don't, they, they, they probably wouldn't even, they would just take, we'll take the L and move on if, if, if we have to, because nobody wants to get back on that field and to think about um, what happened there in Cincinnati. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, anything else that you guys want to add? I mean, uh, I think, I mean, it, it, it's, it's very difficult because it's still very much up in the air with, you know, Demar Hamlin's health status. Uh, I think that the Bills providing an update um, with nothing, you know, it hadn't really gone either way. Is and any update is a good update, I think, because you're, you know, you're, you're hearing something. It makes you, it makes you. When you don't hear any updates from the from the hospital, from the, you know, from the team, it, it makes you. It makes to me that that's more worrisome than getting information provided by the league and by the teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Ryan, how you feel, but I, I'm not going to speculate right now. I just, you know, I'll be thinking about him, praying for him, and all that, and. I hope everyone else does the same out there. And and as Ryan said earlier, you know, for those that have the opportunity to do so, go get CPR certified. You know, you never know if you can save someone's life. Yep. Get CPR certified. Get your mentals right. Do you talk to people? And um, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for watching. Prayers up to DeMar Hamlin. And uh, of course, we will uh, be back at some point to continue our coverage. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Brady and Ryan, I'm Brinson. See you guys later.